0: Listening to random ramblings with rock. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah. your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I appreciate you all oh so much for giving my show a try, and if you are in a general vicinity of anyone who recommended you to me, I want you to reach on over and give them a crisp high five, but... If you're not in a general vicinity, use your social media app of choice to craft them a thoughtful DM to tell them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Rounds with Rob on many platforms to include Facebook. If you go to Facebook.com forward slash 3R Show, you can find me there. If you go to Instagram at the 3R Show. You can find me there. Remember to use the hashtag Walmart Log or hashtag Three R Show. You can find all my things on Instagram, and you can go to Twitter where I am the most, and find me there at Three R Show. And you can go to RandomRob.com to find many other things to pertaining to the show, to like merchandise, Patreon links, Amazon links, all those cool things. And speaking of merch on randomrob.com for the month of January uh, and you know I hate to put timestamps on the thing we talking about January 2020 because I don't know when this will ever get listened to by anybody but during the whole month of January you can get buku savings on all the random rob merch so hats are 35% off on t-shirts are 18% off and everything else other than hats and t-shirts are 5 off, And if you send me a, a, a kind DM like we was uh, talking about a little while ago, I give you an extra 5% off to, on top of all the other savings that you get. So slide my DMs ever so gently. Make sure you uh, whisper sweet nothings in my ear. And um, I think that's about it. You can find me on TikTok at 3Rshow. I ain't TikToking no nothing, but I'm just looking at all kinds of crazy videos. But that is par from the course. Today, on this edition of the Round of with Rob, we have a guest. Now, when we talk about guests coming through here from many different professions, to include uh, adult acting, and I ain't talking about nasty freaky time, like you might be thinking in your mind when I say adult acting, because you can be an adult and you can be an actor. But yes, I am talking about freaky time stuff. Um, <laughs> druggies, um, I don't know, just you name it and throw a rock at it and hit it. And whatever that person does, I probably had him on this show and not even knowing that they did that thing that you hit them and they said they did when you hit them with the rock. So yeah, I done said a whole bunch of shit there. That's, a, that's that verbal wordplay that I got here. All the random things come to my brain and I just spit them out. But anyway, my guest here has done and is doing something that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, back in the day, uh, say high, high school, middle school time frame, there was a series of games for Nintendo 64, that uh, the, the the wrestling gods, you know, decided to grace us mortal beings with, and for us to enjoy, and those games were like WCW versus NWO, WCW versus the World, No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, and a list of other games of that ilk. Joining me is a man who is taking the things that we love and trying to bring them into the modern era with a little bit of uh, his own flair and whatnot. This man is a a coding genius. I, I could say that because he's the only person that I know to actually do this shit. So, um, and not only is he adding to the nostalgia and um bringing my childhood back to life here in the current time, but he is also, uh, person that does a thing that I also enjoy as well, and that is professional wrestling. He is a professional wrestler. He's a goddamn video game maker. He's modifying a game that I freaking love. And he's my freaking guest. So this, 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 this is what it's all going down to right now. So joining me on the run Around with Rob is one Mr. Phil Early. How are you, sir?
1: <laughs> I'm moderately neato. How you doing?
0: Just moderately neato. That, that's... <laughs> See, I see what you did there, kind of. I don't think you did it consciously, but you might have. You said moderately. Oh, dang, look at that. See, look, look at, at that. that. We we subliminal. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I got you on. I seen your works here on the Twitter is where I initially come across you at. And um, you, you just, you're just tinkering with, with my childhood, man. T- tell me how that came to be and wh- why so.
1: Oh man, that's uh, you know it's it, it's it's really weird when you go into the history of modding these Aki games because way way back I say way way back it's like twenty years ago mm-hmm. uh, when these games were first
0: released. Uh, do you do remember the Game
1: Shark <laughs> at all? Remember that thing?
0: Yeah, Game Shark. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, uh, a lot of kids back in the day would write Game Shark codes. For these games, you know, changing a tire or something like that, you know, just just little things. And when each new game would come out, you'd have a whole new batch of codes and people, you know, digging through the memory and digging through the code and the ROM to, you know, figure out how it worked to write new stuff. Well, No Mercy was the last in that line of games. They never made another one. And so you had the same group of people that would uh, (laughs) dig through all this code. With no new game to so they've kind of just been compiling all this information for over a decade now Mm -hmm. and I came into the scene around uh, I'd say 2010 maybe even 2009 but I'm pretty sure it was 2010 and um, in in my short little tenure there I've mapped out the player map I've done a few other things just trying to figure out how it works you know I, i've made a lot of projects for it but honestly after and, and after years and years of the same projects coming out you kind of get bored because no mercy right now has been redone dozens of times i swear mm-hmm. and and it's always the same thing uh which is which isn't a bad thing in and of itself you know they they put in a new roster they put in a new set of arenas so you can have you know, an updated WWE game where you can have an ECW game or a or an impact game, whatever. Uh I just kind of hit this point where that wasn't enough for me anymore. And I wanted to start incorporating more gameplay changes to update the old engine to make it something a bit more fresh. So I don't know, man. It's its origins start off with a bunch of kids with notebooks and a game shark back in the early two thousands, and now it is what it is now. It's it's kind of nuts.
0: Now you talk about the game shark and everything and you would, these p- people would write code for the game shark how would you even go about doing something like that i mean how would you even you know know that you could do something like that
1: uh back in the day cuz i never personally used a game shark um but from what i understand reading old tutorials and everything when you have your game shark hooked up you can access a memory uh viewer which is what I do on the emulator, the same thing, which shows you the bare code of the game while the game's playing. You know, you can see all the numbers changing and all that stuff, and what I do at least.
0: You're sitting there looking at like the matrix and shit.
1: (laughs) Oh, kind of, kind of. Um, Well, there's two ways that you could do it. You can either watch the game code change in real time and figure out what it does by trial and error, Or you can do uh, what they call a value search, is where you search for a certain set of numbers elsewhere in the game with something that you understand what it does, so you search for it elsewhere. And then when you find it, you can manipulate it. I'm of the first class. I sit there and I watch the game play out in real time, and then I just mess with it to see what it does. And when I find something that it changes in real time that can help me in the game i i write it down in my archives and i keep it stored i have a ton of stuff stored that i've looked up and found and i have a ton of stuff that other people have found too but yeah it just basically is digging into that code trial and error trial and error trial and error till you finally get something that you want Yeah, tedious man it's tedious work yes
0: a lot of tedies going on <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, when did you first, you know, come to love? Because, I mean, this is this sounds like a labor of love, so that's why I'm, the word I'm going to use. When did you come to love this game or series of games to where you are actively here in 2019? Well, 2020, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the year just changed. I forgot already. Um, and you still trying to, you know, bring it around and give it that modern touch.
1: Oh, man, I fell in love with this series at WCW NWO Revenge. Oh. You know, I, I, I remember the first time I played that damn game. I really do. I was at this kid Justin's house. We were, we were staying the night at his house with a couple of other guys, and one of the dudes brought over that cart, and he was just like, all right, he, he puts on a rumble, and he's like, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. And uh, we played it all night after everybody else went to sleep. I stayed up literally all night. I did not sleep that night, and I just played that game till the sun came up. And I played that game till breakfast was served, and after. And uh, yeah, it just clicked for me right away because that's exactly what a wrestling game should be. Word. you know, it should be a game. Yeah, it, it it should be a game that makes you feel like you are actually the wrestler you're playing instead of just uh, you know a move set and you press this button here. Like uh, the the Aki games are cool because it kind of gives you an understanding of wrestling in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It really does.
0: Word, so like we we you talk about how Justin brought this, and, and let's talk about Justin for a second, because when you bring him up, you say a guy named Justin just brought this. Was it just just one? Hi, I alluded to earlier how the wrestling gods brought this down to us peasants, us mortals. <laughs> he just freaking poofed into your area and was like, "Hey, I got this game. Y'all want to play?" <laughs> Who is Justin?
1: you know he was just a kid i was going to school with that at the time i don't really have many other memories of him besides that <laughs> see,
0: I, I told you man it's just what i said in the intro he just materialized down from the, the the wrestling heavens and brought this game to us and he just poofed out you ain't never seen or heard from justin ever since
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know you're probably not wrong he kind of just showed up like hey here's the best game in the world and he left
0: now see um my memories of it or whatever. I remember when it was uh I think WCW I, I think it said WCW versus the World or W C W World Tour, I believe. Yep. It was one of those two. But um that's when I first was introduced to it. And at first I was just kinda like, Yeah, it's all right, it's cool but then uh WCW uh versus NWO came out and I was like, Oh, yeah, this is it Then Revenge and so on and so forth and I just love those things. I had the I had the original games when the Nintendo was you know in current circulation, and then you know I got rid of it then many moons later, I bought another nintendo sixty four and I got most of those games back, but you know, I just wind up getting rid of them again but and then I found a little spot out here that sells those games for like five bucks a piece, and I'm just like, man, I need to get a nintendo sixty four again just to <laughs> get these games.' <laughs> but but like dog, we used to be into it so much that we would skip high school to go to because we had to rotate because you know parents work during the day while we was at school and so on and so forth. So, all right, who who house emptied this this week? So we would skip and we go to whoever parents weren't home that day and we go there and we play freaking all the games and whatnot all day. <laughs> And that's because I mean that's how it worked. I mean, they would go to work after we got on the bus, and then damn, they, um, they wouldn't come home till after we got home. So we can just stay home all day and play motherfucking video games, and we did that till we couldn't do it no more till we graduated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that sounds like you had an efficient system that worked well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Man, look at you, you sounding like a ring announcer and everything. Speaking of ring announcer. <laughs> Do you have any experience in that venue in ring announcing? yeah uh,
1: I've done a little commentary, a little bit of ring announcing mm-hmm. um I, can tell. I actually had an offer to do commentary last year uh when I first went in for surgery. I kind of just shied away from it though you know if i it just wasn't my bag, I don't at least not at this point in my life you know if i'm gonna if I'm gonna be talking over something, I'd rather make a YouTube video or something like that, you know some on my terms
0: Word. and what would that be? You know, if you don't mind me asking,
1: uh, well, right now, actually, I'm working on a series of videos for the Aki games, uh-huh. uh, reviewing mods and making tutorials mm-hmm. on how to do this shit. You know if you want to learn how to make a move hack or something like that, i'm I'm gonna be making videos for anybody to be able to jump in and do it even if they have zero hacking knowledge. Yeah
0: so is that to yeah. make your workload lighter or is it because like um we talk about this all the time whenever you try to do something yourself at the time it feels like there's nothing you know out there for you to learn from you just kind of trial and error everything so now that you have the knowledge you feel like hey god damn it i don't want nobody to go through all this bullshit that i had to go through so here's how you do it
1: pretty much pretty much um you know the history of modding and hacking this game is so schizophrenic i i really cannot stress that enough how much bullshit people used to have to go through to just not only learn how to hack and mod this game but to just get your hands on it mm-hmm. um it, it's it's ridiculous it really is and back when i first started getting into this uh the majority of traffic for new mods or you know archives of hacks that you could use they were all stored at a website called um, the no mercy zone the nmz and the nmz was notorious for never having open registrations you couldn't get in the only way you could get in is if you knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who knew an admin who would approve you and i think i bounced around for about 2 years before they opened registrations you know there there were a couple side sites i guess there's uh there was the CRW boys who man, I love those guys to death still to this day. Uh, that you know, there there were side places, but none of them had a hub of stored archive mods and hacks like that place did. And once once you got there, man, it it was a it was a schizophrenic community. You kind of just had to duck your head and not get anybody mad because you couldn't just join up. And download stuff and go on with your day. They they actually had rules where you, you had to post, you had to engage in conversations. This, that, and the other thing. It was really dumb. <laughs> and um when I got there and I experienced that, the only thing that's going through my head is, man, I just want to play a fucking video game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I, I just want to play No Mercy with, with with fucking TNA and ROH guys in it. What what the hell is all the all these hoops I gotta go through? Mm-hmm. And uh me and a couple buddies, a, a friend of mine already had a forum that he was using for other things and I, I kind of just showed up and said hey, this is what we're going to do now <laughs> we're going <laughs> to make a public outlet for anybody you don't even have to join up, you don't have to do shit, you just have to look us up download and go on with your day Word. and it worked, it paid off the the problem is is that when it came to the side of learning how to do this I just don't think that there's a whole lot of accessible tutorials and stuff for people to learn. They, they, at, at least, uh, for the layman. Yeah. You know, if you understand what an Addy or a value is, you can go in there and be like, Oh, okay, this is how it works. But if you were like me, cause I was, I had no clue what I was doing back in the day. All you're going to look at is this big string of numbers and go, how the fuck does this work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and most of the people that know how it works, they're not going to waste their time teaching you they they aren't there there was a couple that did but there seemed to be this mindset for years and years of gatekeeping i guess you could call it people that could do it and they didn't want anybody else doing it because it kind of validated them yeah on on some level yeah you know what i mean and um i was kind of the guy that just said fuck you this is for everybody and i made a lot of enemies i'm not gonna lie there were a lot of people that didn't like me in the community they're still around today but uh i think most of them have kind of fallen to the wayside because when you actually open the doors for everybody to participate you get more people participating and eventually those numbers are going to drown out the retractors and uh, now that we are hitting this this phase where people are getting aware of it again where we're on the precipice of No Mercy, modding and Hacking almost being popular, I, I dare say. I want to be able to give people the tools they need to make their own creations because it's a lot easier than anybody really believes. It's it, it really is. But when it's behind these text tutorials with a bunch of numbers and you don't understand what they do, not a lot of people are even going to try it. Yeah. So hopefully with these videos that I'm coming out with, It will open the doors to more people getting creative with it, so they can use their imaginations to put something into this game that they
0: want. Mm -hmm. See, man, it it was meant to be. That's why Justin came to Earth for (laughs) you you to play that game.
1: Ah, Justin, he did so much good for us.
0: Mm -hmm. Our our (laughs) personal wrestling lord and savior, Justin. (laughs) Speaking of... yeah, speaking I'm of professional wrestling, for oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Uh, but speaking of professional wrestling, you you dabble in the dark arts and whatnot. You you step in between the ropes and you do things and whatnot. Uh, how did that come? I do. Was it because of the game or what?
1: Nah, they kind of go hand in hand. You know, I I love wrestling and I love a, a video game that did wrestling perfectly. So they, you know, that that's kind of always been there for me. Um, you know, re- wrestling was something that i'd always obviously enjoyed i always had a soft spot for it i always loved it but uh, i kind of realized i had hit this point in my life where i was a know-it-all among my friends my my wrestling friends uh we we would watch it and we all kind of got off on on the dirt sheets and how much we know. We always try and one-up each other because I've noticed that that's kind of a a mindset with a lot of the quote-unquote smart fans. They really get off on how much they know about wrestling. Not how much they love wrestling, how much they know Mm -hmm. about wrestling. And I got sick of it because I realized that I really don't know shit because if I did know something, I'd be able to take it apart better. Mm -hmm. And if I like something, I need to understand how it works. And um, I was living in Montana at the time and I pretty much over the course of two months just dropped everything, sold a bunch of my shit, drove to Louisville, Kentucky, to train at OVW with Rip Rogers and Matt Capitelli, and um, that's what I've been doing ever since, man. Just learning and grinding, doing doing what I can do to become closer to something I love.
0: Word. So yeah, it's a
1: dream.
0: What was that first bump like?
1: You know, it was easier than I expected. <laughs> Um, I, I had done some, some yard-tard, some backyard-tard shit way, way before this, so uh, uh, when I when I first took a bump on that OVW ring, it was fine. Uh, the OVW ring is a lot softer than a lot of indie rings, um, but it, it was kind of funny because after that first day of taking bumps, you know, Matt took us aside and he's like, listen, you feel fine now, but tonight your bodies are going to go into shock, mm. so you need to... You need to ice yourself. You need to do this, this, and this to prepare. It's like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna go get a burger and have some whiskey. And he was completely right. My body went into shock, and I felt like tempered shit all night. It was it was pretty rad.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you're essentially in the beginnings. You're training yourself how to fall. <laughs> and yeah, that's not your natural instinct to you want to fall or whatever. I mean, we only have. I mean, everything is kind of engineered, but there's only two things that's supposed to scare you in life, and that's loud noises and fa- and the fear of falling. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> everything else is just kind of like you know a fear that you develop over time or something that was pushed or imposed upon you. But
1: yeah, that's a good thought. I never thought of it that way.
0: Yeah, so, like, a loud noise is going to scare you regardless of who you are, especially if it's unexpected in the fucking fear of falling. Those are only two that your body, like, oh, shit, this is scary. Everything else is just on you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Everything else is a learned behavior. That's a good thought, man. I never thought of that. Yeah, uh, wrestling's all about reversing your instincts. Mm -hmm. You're... You're supposed to be trying to win a fight while protecting the other guy and not hurting him and you know throwing your body into danger while also trying to avoid it. Uh, yeah, you got you got to really change the wiring in your brain to feel comfortable out there, and it, it it's uh, it's a very unique beast. Yeah, it really is. I ha-
0: I have a minor in professional wrestling. I, I did a little bit of training and whatnot. And I think the hardest thing for me was uh coming in the hard way just damn throwing myself over the ropes and i had to fight my instincts all the time to try not to land on my feet
1: (laughs) i was never acrobatic enough to do that in the first place so (laughs) (laughs) i never had that problem (laughs) man that would be cool if i could land on my feet that way
0: now (laughs) what, what, what was the thing you know in your learning phase or whatever that you hated the most for me it was just the basic body slam, a motherfucker body slamming me. I hated that shit to no end. I I couldn't. <laughs> it felt like I couldn't land right to save my life.
1: <laughs> oh man, I, I mean, I guess when it comes to taking moves, when I first started off, I didn't like Samoan drops that much because mm-hmm. I couldn't really control my fall. Mm-hmm. But when it just came to you know training and what I didn't like, diet, I didn't like diet, and I <laughs> I, I learned to love cardio. But man, diet, ugh. Mm-hmm. I still struggle with that. I I hate it. I hate the fact that I can't just eat what I want as long as I want, how much I want, whenever I want. I hate it. Word. But uh, see so, that's you know, what you got to do. Yeah. I had a really good coach who, uh, well, I had two coaches. You know, I had I had the good cop and the bad cop. Matt Capitelli was the good cop, and Rip Rogers was a bad cop. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I don't mean bad cop as in bad coach, because he was a hell of a coach. Yeah. and And uh, both of those guys instill behaviors in you. That you take outside of the ring and outside of wrestling. I mean, that's what a good coach does. Is he he changes your life in and out of the sport? And Rip would shame me into wanting to be better at this. You know, he, he tells me to do fifty squats. I do fifty squats, and I just look at me. And go, those are the ugliest goddamn squats I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. You're know, like, I'm trying. I don't give a fuck. Hey, that's a nice T-shirt you got on. Shut up, you stupid cocksucker. Your your squats suck. Yeah. Oh, okay. So next week, you know, I, I spent all week making my squats not suck. And I came back and I was better at squats. I was a better wrestler for it. You know, it's uh, I, I think I was lucky because you don't get that kind of coaching in
0: a lot of wrestling anymore. No. Yeah, I, don't uh, it, you, it, I don't think you get that kind of coaching in life anymore.
1: Yeah pretty much i mean there's there's coaches that are stern with you and they'll tell you how it is you know and i guess to a lot of people these days that's considered harsh or hard coaching mm-hmm. but uh no, nah, i i um uh, from what i understand i got the last bastion of rip when he was still just rip before he had settled down a little bit and started getting nice with people because he would just tear me a new asshole every week but uh you know I'm from Montana from a ranching family, and I know the difference between somebody that's being mean to me and somebody that's not putting up with my bullshit trying to make me better. Mm-hmm. That's all he was trying to do uh, you know here's a perfect story on rip coaching people we're uh we're practicing strikes, and there's a kid in the ring he's got another kid in the corner, and he's hitting him in the gut, and the kid isn't selling it the way Rip likes. And and you know, Rip got some out oh, I'm gonna take my goddamn teeth out because you know when Rip takes his teeth out, you you're about to get fucked up. <laughs> and, and he just yells at me he's like, Cowboy, come over here. That's what he called me. Come over here, cowboy like, Oh yeah, okay, what's up, Rip? And he just shoot punches me in the gut. No warning or anything. Just straight up punches me in the gut. And you know, I keel over. And he's like, see what he's doing? That's how you're supposed to fucking look when you get punched in the fucking gut. <laughs> <laughs> and they go back and do it, and he puts me aside. He's like, "You're one of the only motherfuckers I know that I can do that to, and I'm not going to have to worry about your bitching about it." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Well, thank you. You know, that's, that's a hell of a compliment because I wasn't going to. I I got it. You know, I understood why he did it, but that's the kind of shit that you don't see anywhere today. And I'm I'm very glad that I had somebody like that to to uh, put me in line and make me respect the fuck out of wrestling."
0: Yeah, I remember uh, taking a a slap. To the face one time, and that was that. That was very pleasant, but it was just one of those situations, like you were saying, or whatever. It was a teachable moment and whatnot, and it hit me. I felt it, but it didn't register as like this motherfucker trying to hurt me. It was just like he trying to show me some shit. So it was because yeah. like, I mean there was like a, a instance because I, I I feel like it wasn't completely on purpose, but there was an inkling You know, I, I seen in his face, he was like, "Oh shit." But at the same time, you know, he seen me not flinch and, you know, get angry and I mean, you just kept on like nothing never happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that that's that's part of it. You're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, even if you do everything correctly, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And it's it's something that I don't think. A lot of new guys respect And when I say a lot of new guys, I'm not talking about these guys that you see on the Indies that are that are killing it, doing the super athletic shit. Mm-hmm. I even if I can't do that shit I love that shit I'm talking about these kids who show up to a an indie fed they pay a guy 20 bucks learns how to do two or three bumps and he's a wrestler now you know and um <laughs> it it's so fucking easy for people to get into it now that you you have people like that that really don't have any business that don't understand the proper respect and work for it and and in my opinion, they give it a bad name because there's so much great talent right now. But then you have these indie feds. You know what what happens if somebody goes to an independent show and these guys that go, don't go to the gym, don't take care of themselves, don't exercise, don't respect it enough, go out there and put on one of the shittiest wrestling shows on the planet? That kid's gonna think that every indie wrestling show's like that. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of it. Miss me with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not famous i'm not over i'm not a uh a big star in the indie scene or anything like that but the way that i was brought up and the way that i was taught uh makes you respect the work and understand the work that has to go into it even to perform on an independent level even if you're at the lowest level what is expected of you to to do and i guess that's so i guess i'm not that smart mark anymore sitting at the uh sitting with the other guys getting you know getting my rocks off for how much I know because the more I learn about wrestling the the less I know about wrestling because there's it just opens up more questions for shit that I do not know and I think that's my favorite part about it man is mm-hmm. you get to rediscover something you love from the ground up
0: word and uh speaking uh, of uh getting your rocks off and everything i, I hear that you're a sex champion
1: sex champion Where'd you hear that from?
0: I don't know. Well, I didn't hear that from anywhere. I see it on your profile picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that is on my profile picture, isn't it?
0: Yes it is. So how what, yeah, where'd that massive <laughs> thing come from? I'm not talking about your junk for anybody that's listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I have a I have a championship that says sex champion on it. That's a gimmick I did for a couple of years there. Um it, it kind of just started off as a joke. I used to put a bunch of annoying hashtags on every single post I ever made, you know, just talking about how great I was, how smart I was, you know, it, it's all in character shit. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, I just put hashtag sex champion. I'm a I'm a champion at sex. I'm the best in the world at it. And um, it kind of popped a couple of my friends, you know, they laughed at it, and then I just started thinking about it. I was like, you know that that fuck it. That'll be a fun little gimmick. So I took uh, the old belt I used back in the yard tar days, and I, I just put Sex Champion on it and uh, did my hair in this weird little front bun and wore a belly shirt. And, you know, I got booked all over the country for that stupid thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Did you have any offers after the you know shows or whatever?
1: I mean, if I did, I was too busy to take them up on it. Uh. (laughs) Uh, You know, usually when I finish with the show, I'm either helping tear down the ring or I'm getting in the car and I'm getting the hell out of there because I I got a long drive home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, I can think of a couple shows where I've stayed after and, you know, had a couple beers with the boys or something like that. But, um, you know, for the most part, I'm not really that sociable of a person, so... That that never really came into the equation. Plus, I, I know that as an entertainer and at least a low-level uh, public figure, that if you start involving yourself on that level with people, that somewhere down the line, it could possibly hurt your business and the business of the company you work for. Mm-hmm. So I never really... You know, tried to chase rats or get groupies or anything like that. I was just happy to be a part of the show, to be honest.
0: Word. So, yeah. I know you was you on a brief hiatus right now, correct? <laughs> brief. I wish it was brief.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh I had surgery last July. I got a brand new ankle. I'm still rehabbing, recovering. Um. It's taken a lot longer than I wanted. They said that it's going to be at least a year, and they want to do the other ankle. And I, right now, I don't have the patience to sit for an extra year, so I'm gonna gonna give myself a couple years before I do that. But they went into my ankle, they pulled out enough bone that you could fit it into the palm of your hand. Yeesh. They, yeah, they took. Every, and I do mean literally. I'm using that word the correct original way. Literally, every piece of soft tissue in my ankle had to be worked on, repaired. Uh, some of it was flat out removed. Everything had to be worked on. I didn't walk for a couple months. I didn't. Uh, I didn't do much. I still have very limited walking time. It kind of sucks when you go to the gym and you have to cut it off early because you're you're just limping so hard you can't get anything done. Mm-hmm. But but hopefully when, when this is all over, um, I can actually go back to doing what I do, man, because um, I have a very unique condition in my feet. My bone structure is different. My Basically, my feet are shaped like interned bananas, all right? Mm-hmm. And it leaves my ankle turned out at a 45 degree on both sides. Yeah so i would roll sprain fracture my ankles a lot and i mean a lot the x-rays they took before my surgery and the weeks leading up to it the doctor found 13 fractures that he could identify and he was sure that there was more you know over the course of my life on that one ankle he could find at least 13 different times i had broken it and uh, he he just asked me how you know not only how have i been living with this how have i been living and pursuing wrestling with it. Yeah. And I just told him, I'm very careful. <laughs> uh, but I, I wrestled the majority of my career on at least one fractured ankle almost constantly. And I can't tell you how many times in a match I have actually sprained that ankle. And to me, a sprain is a very minor thing because I'm so used to it. You know, other people sprain their ankles, the match ends right there. You know, with me, I, I keep going. Because I'm I'm so used to it, and it's one of the reasons why I decided to pursue wrestling in my 30s is because my pain threshold had become so high that, you know, I'm hurting myself walking around all the time anyway. Why not hurt myself for fun?
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some, some tough ankles. So I mean, yeah, I mean, and it wasn't because of an injury, it was just because of everything you just because the way they your feet was and shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was injuries and injuries and injuries compounded over the years, but it wasn't like one singular incident yeah. that put me out. I just, uh, finally got insurance and could see a doctor and he was horrified. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was flat out horrified. He was just like, okay, we need to fix this. We need to fix this now. Do you see this, 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 and this I was like, yeah. He's like, that's the sign of arthritis that people get in their sixties and seventies. Like, Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's let's do this brother let's <laughs> let's fix me up
0: yeah so i mean you got the, this new ankle and everything or whatever i mean did you get the bluetooth put in there or whatever so you listen to your music while you're doing your codes and all that
1: oh man i forgot to ask for that package <laughs> Damn it. you know a funny story though as uh they, they were putting me putting me under i kept requesting and i told the doctor and as i'm lying there on the bed like i want my bones I I w I wanna keep my bones. He's like, Why do you wanna do this? Like, I wanna make a necklace. I wanna keep my bones. They didn't let me keep my bones. Oh
0: Oh, man. That that would (laughs) been that would've been a terrifying sight if you ever got back into wrestling, man. It's like you had the big sex champion belt, then you have a necklace full of fucking leg bones around your shit.
1: (laughs) I know. Who's gonna fuck with a guy with a necklace made of bone? Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Would have been money.
0: Not um the games that you yeah modern or whatever. I mean, is it just like how, how if you were to put this out for other people to play, is it like an emulation? Would they have to play it on a computer or could they play it on a console or anything like that?
1: Uh, you'd have to play it on a PC. Okay. Uh, it runs on an emulator called Project Sixty Four, and uh, I I play it with an Xbox controller on my PC. But there's, there's uh, Nintendo 64 controllers you can get that have USB ports in it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's strictly going to be on PC. Word.
0: Now, is there any other games that you uh, draw inspiration from or anybody that you know that you kind of, like, within your research that you look toward to doing this type of thing? Like, person that comes to my mind is uh, Matt Dickey. He does the um, mobile game and the computer the, I think it's on PC and Steam and all that um, for Wrestling Revolution. I love those games.
1: Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. He does a lot. Of, yeah, he's very prolific. He's a very prolific creator. I haven't actually ever got to interact with him. I'd like to someday. He
0: was on my um, show. What's that? I said he was on my show. Oh, nice. Give me clapping? Nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, for uh, – I didn't really draw inspiration from that, even though he does have a shitload of custom uh, customization available. For me, I'm kind of drawing from the wrestling games that I liked, you know, because uh, No Mercy is obviously my favorite, but I was a huge fan of Here Comes the Pain as well for PlayStation 2. I thought that game got a lot of things right, uh, a lot of things that I wish would have been in No Mercy. You know, a lot of the SmackDown games did that. Yeah. You could do grapples from the top rope. You could do grapples to the outside. Mm-hmm. Just little things like that that you couldn't do in No Mercy. So I've been working to incorporate some of those things. I've incorporated stored specials. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, the SmackDown games had those. In the original Aki games, though, if you went into special mode and you were playing against your friend, mm-hmm. that asshole's just going to jump out of the ring and yeah, run I away. away. I used to hate that shit.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember like, those days that we would skip and go play this game. You, you can hear the whole house would be like, oh, shit, he got a special run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, straight up, and, and this way you you can't do that. Your opponent's gonna wait till the, the till the time is right. And with that, I haven't hacked the second part of it yet. And the second part of it is things that you'll be able to do with a stored special, like kick out of a pin, yeah. uh, reverse any move you want, things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, things that make sense. <laughs> you, oh yeah, I mean you you should be able to use it for more than one thing. It mm-hmm. you should be able to add dynamic. To your game in, in any way possible. So I drew a lot of inspiration from the SmackDown games. I, I wanted to take everything I liked about those and everything I liked about the Yaki games and kind of just merge them together. Uh, but it was kind of funny when it came to this project and how I wanted to approach it. I take a lot of inspiration from uh, Brutal Doom and I know there's going to be some modders out there of Doom that are going to cringe because I guess a lot of people don't like Brutal Doom, but I, I was fascinated by it, to be honest. Uh, I don't I don't know if you're familiar with it. I was just about to ask what the hell that was. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Brutal Doom is a mod for the original Doom games on PC, mm-hmm. and it just it ups everything. What you can do, the violence level, uh, the selection of guns, the actual actions and gameplay that your character can perform. Oh, okay. Everything has pretty much been updated and modernized. Word. And I wanted to do something like that where – you'll be playing the original Aki game that you grew up with, but it feels fresh and it feels different, not just a new layer of paint Mm -hmm. because, you know, whether or not we want to admit it, every project so far, for the most part, has just been a new coat of paint on the same game over and over and over again. We can hack new moves, sort of. I mean, we we can make animation splices that appear to be new moves. We can do that. Uh, But you know, at the end of the day, it's a new coat of paint with some new movesets. And that's that's gotten boring for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, um, projected date release is uh, February 2nd, 2020, correct?
1: Uh, February 20th, oh, 20th.
0: 2020. All right. It had 20 in there somewhere. <laughs> but um, that's the projected date and everything. I mean, if everything falls into a line, you know, you get that sprinkle from the um, video game wrestling guy, Justin, Uh, you know this project come out on time and you'd be done with it and whatnot what's next
1: oh i won't be done oh i won't be done with it at all the first the first version is going to be released but i got a long way to go brother um i'm going to be releasing the first version with nine selectable wrestlers initially and the reason why it's such a low number is because it takes an obnoxious amount of time for me to dig into the movesets and AI and gameplay the way that I have been.
0: Baby steps. uh,
1: Oh, it has to be. Mm -hmm. If it's a regular No Mercy mod, I could have had this thing finished with 100 wrestlers by now. And that's legit. I really could have. The last project that I made was called Showdown 64, and that ended up having over 300 wrestlers in it. Mm. The reason why this is taking so long is because not only am I making a moveset and... And you know, giving the wrestler a new skin, we're making every era of that wrestler yeah. with a move set to match. You know, I've got modern HBK going all the way back to the Rockers, and early HBK isn't going to have the sweet chin music because they didn't exactly. use it. I think he's he not going to have the same stats. What was that? Sorry.
0: Yeah, I think he did like a some almost like an angle slam type thing in the beginning, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I did a teardrop suplex. Yeah, yeah. Basically, a backdrop where you hook the yeah, the arm the between leg. the legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're gonna have that. You're gonna have the stats to change, but then it's it, it's gonna go even further than that. It, it, and this is this is where it starts getting, uh, really interesting. Because yes, move sets and stats and all that, it's going to change based on where you're at. But I recently, about oh, I'd say about ten months ago. I found where the game loads the AI and parameters oh. In you know, oh during the match. Oh, yeah, and you can actually change the computer's AI at the drop of a dime Depending on where he's at who he's looking at what he's doing What kind of match it is depending on how long you've been in the match You can really edit how the computer thinks And i've started just digging deep into every single aspect that goes into the AI that goes into move sets um I'm changing some moves to be more dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, different ways that you will actually use them, and uh, I, I'm putting in Easter eggs, <laughs> Easter eggs that nobody will even notice. These are these are just for me. Like, let's say you're in a triple threat match, all right, yeah. and let's say the triple threat match is between Cactus Jack, uh, The Rock, and Triple
0: H. Okay. I thought she was about to say uh, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and Mick Foley.
1: <laughs> oh, you'll be able to do that, though. You'll be able to do that. Our Mick Foley package is actually the largest wrestler package in the whole game yeah. so far. He's topped off at, I do believe, 72 attires. It's it's going to be a, a real pain. Yeah. Um, But let's say Triple H is looking at The Rock, and he's fighting The Rock. Well, he's going to fight a more technical, powerful style. Mm-hmm. If it looks at cactus jack he's going to instantly change into a more roughhouse, brawling hardcore style if wow. the computer's controlling him wow yeah and i figured out how to do that and so it's adding those kind of details and stuff it takes a long time and then mm-hmm. hard coding all these attires that takes more time than anything in this game i'm not going to lie i have been hard coding the tires for about five days straight now Mm -hmm. And it is something that nobody, and I do mean nobody, in the modding scene has done before, and I doubt they'll ever want to later because it takes so much time, and it is so tedious, and it is so boring, and there is very little payoff for it besides the fact that that I can have more than four attires. Yeah. Yeah, because in regular No Mercy, you got four attires, which was cool for the time to be able to pick multiple attires. You know, Shawn Michaels has 40 attires, man, 40 of them. Yeah, Lee, and I
0: wanted to include them all, so all of them. So the the two twenty release, um, you said nine characters. Which nine are we gonna see?
1: Oh man, I'm I'm coming out with the heavy hitters. Uh, you're gonna see The Rock. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see Steve Austin, uh-huh. John Cena, mm-hmm. Ric Flair, mm-hmm. Triple H, mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero, Ooh. Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And Andre the Giant.
0: Word. Okay. That's some classic wrestling. That's some, like, some wrestling forefathers of the modern era there.
1: Oh, yeah. You got to start with the Rushmore and then build on from there.
0: Now, um, Will, I know you said uh, TNA and ECW characters earlier on in the interview, but is there going to be, like, you know, later, are there going to be any other releases, like, from different federations? Because that's all WWF, WC, WWE type right there.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I uh, we actually have a bunch of skins made already that I've previewed. Uh, I've got Sabu in the line. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got every and I do mean every era of Mick Foley. I've got Mick Foley back when he was known as Cactus Jack Manson. Hmm. I've got oh dude. I've got uh, uh, Great Muda, El Santo. Who else? Was it? I don't have it open right now. I I have this whole folder of skins and textures that are ready i just need to give it life using my movesets and uh, we're going to periodically just keep adding on to it and adding on to it and adding on to it till by the time we're done which is going to be a couple years i imagine you're going to have a huge roster spanning from every era the the last project that i made showdown 64 i had everybody from frank gotch and george hackenschmidt to daniel bryan and roman reigns like i covered everything and everything in between you know yeah you your ecw you had your tna you had your impact because they are two different eras you had 80s wwf 70s wwwf you had wcw you had them all represented even you know lucha and poro guys uh even southwest guys like the spoiler and the mass mass superstar i covered everybody that i could possibly think of <laughs> yeah and, and that's I think that's the most fun about modeling these games is you can finally get those dream rosters.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, so that was like, um, the easy way you was talking about earlier, how you had a game with 300 characters on there, but the current way you're doing it now for the next month's release, that's going to take a little bit longer to do. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I used to release packages of sometimes nine or 10 wrestlers at a time for the last one. That's not going to happen this time. It's okay. going to be one or two at a time, and they're going to trickle in because I'm going to, into a lot of detail with everything. Okay. Like I said, it's a labor of love, and it really truly is.
0: Okay. A couple of more questions now. What has been something you know throughout the modern process and everything, trying to put this game together, that was either very difficult to do, or something that's so difficult that you want to try to do that you haven't been able to pull off yet?
1: Man, there's a there's a couple of things, honestly.
0: The, um, the one that stick out foremost in your mind.
1: The most difficult thing for me, it's hacking these attires. I know that sounds quaint, but for each attire, that's going to take anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes if I do it quickly without many errors. And when you get a... A wrestler like Shawn Michaels that has 40 attires, that's hours upon hours of your life with no payoff and no creative fulfillment because all you're doing is just adding another slot. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's actually where I'm at right now. This is the hardest part about it is sticking with that monotonous, tedious grind because nobody else will. I've talked to other modders and other hackers, and when they realize all the steps you have to go through to do this, they don't want to touch it because it really is that much work um, and and um, it wouldn't have been possible without the rest of the team mm-hmm. you know uh, I did not create this tool that I'm using to hack all of them in uh, one of my partners Chucky PK he created the tool and the activators I'm just the one putting it into action yeah um, the guy that found the method on how to create an extra tire that's SK Styles he didn't make the codes. He figured out how, how to create the codes. And then Chucky took that information and created a tool to generate the codes. Mm-hmm. Then I take that and I start implementing those codes. That's how the attires part works. Uh, the movesets and stuff are 99% my creation and my discovery. But this is all a big team effort because I don't make any of the textures. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. That's Victor and, and Bale. I have two different guys doing it, and they are amazing at what they do. I don't hack the menus because I've spent so much time mapping the gameplay. I don't have time to go back and see how the user interface works. That's another guy called uh, Randy Price. He's an independent wrestler down in Texas. He recently did some video work for AEW. He's the guy that's doing the the UI. Um, sure. I don't always have time to hack the moves, and that's where guys like Antonic and... Um, and uh, my buddy Tyler Black helps me out with that sometimes. Um, there's just so many people that help. And and I, I would just feel bad if I didn't at least give him a shout-out on here. Uh, other things that we do, like moving new polygons into the game and everything like that, that's Freem, and that's guys like Jordy that are creating all these new things. So it's – I you know what? Honestly, the hardest part about this is assembling a team and – earning their confidence in you to create something okay yeah because they they really do have to take me at my word for most of this stuff and i appreciate each and every single one of them for it Uh, wolfpack he does my arena sorry man i didn't mean to put you in there as an afterthought I'm just really tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing you t- you mentioned this massive team you know from atti- you know skins and freaking polygons and all kinds of other things or whatever. Is there any funding in this, or y'all just come together with the same goal of we want this thing to exist?
1: We came together just because we wanted to make a great idea. A few months back, we opened a Patreon, and that was at the request of other people that wanted to show support which I, I can't believe people actually give us that support. I'm, I'm I'm shocked and I'm humbled by it, and we have used that Patreon to honestly upgrade our equipment, put some more RAM into the computer and Word. and stuff like that, just so we can um, have an easier time modding. And it's the experience has I honestly been kind of humbling, because I had never really expected anybody to give a shit about this project, I'm not going to lie. Um, this was... me and my friends because we wanted to see if we could make it happen it was a challenge a puzzle box that we needed to solve Mm
0: -hmm. word so is there ever been an itch to you know we spoke about matt Dickey earlier how he's an independent game maker he made his own games from scratch and you know he's just a solo guy and whatnot has there any has there been an itch from you know your collective to do the same like make your own custom game from scratch
1: oh yeah this project has really um, opened that up for me because like I said I'm not just putting a new coat of paint on there I'm kind of redoing a lot of things from the ground up and I was talking with a friend of mine who actually makes games Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and he basically told me that what I'm doing is so tedious I would actually have an easier time making simple games and so, I'm, I've am i downloaded Unity, and I, I'm looking into it, Unity. and it's definitely going to be next on my list.
0: Word. So, I mean, if you want to make a a Random Realms with Rob uh mobile game, I'm down for that.
1: Oh, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. We'll, we'll just have you going through the streets, meeting random people, and being like, tell me about your life. You yeah. well, get more points if it's an interesting story.
0: Word. I mean, it, it would have to be heavily Walmart-based, because that's like my jam, too. So... <laughs> Got (laughs) it. Word. Man, this is just mind-blowing, because, I mean, uh, until we had this conversation, I mean, I knew people were capable of doing, like, little things here and there, but, like, I didn't know it was that extensive on what you can do with these games, and it's fucking crazy and everything.
1: You're only limited by your imagination, man. You really are.
0: Imagination.
1: <laughs> I know all the lyrics to that song.
0: Oh, that's the only part I remember.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but shit, man, it's been um hell of a time, you know, getting to know you, you know, your process and everything. Um, this is where we're gonna put a pin in it, though. All right. So before you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, and most importantly where they can uh, contribute to that Patreon.
1: <laughs> um, well, you can find me at Aki underscore evolution at Twitter. There is a link to our Patreon on our bio there. We we appreciate any donations anybody can have, but if you don't want to donate you just want to show up for the cool uh, previews, do that as well. It's not going to cost anybody any money to download this project when it's released next month. You can also uh, find my wrestling stuff at Phil Early on Facebook, P-H-I-L-E-A-R-L-E-Y. My current uh, profile pick is me and my pops, Tracy Smothers, just doing Tracy Smothers stuff in Chicago.
0: (laughs) You don't have Instagram?
1: Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm under Badlands Brawler. And uh, nobody really follows me on Instagram, but probably because I don't advertise it. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to hit me up there. And that that's pretty much where you can find me. I'm mostly active on Twitter. Um, yeah. you know. Twitter just seems to be a lot more fun.
0: I just followed you.
1: Ah, sweet. Sweet. That's probably like seven or eight followers I got now. That's,
0: yeah, it's that's a a good more shit. Than that, but it's there.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so now you can see me walk through Walmart.
1: Oh, I'm down. I'm down.
0: Word. So, <laughs> as it is for every guest of the Random Rounds with Rob, the door is open for you to come back anytime you want to promote promote your next big product or, damn, just to come shoot the shit.
1: Oh, man, I'd be down. I'd be down anytime.
0: And that was the Badlands brawler himself, Phil Early. Early doing things in the uh, wherever he is. <laughs> Uh, Go ahead and uh, check him out on Instagram at Badlands underscore Brawler. You can also find him on Twitter at Aki Evolution. That's A-K-I underscore Evolution. You can uh, find his Patreon link and all that other stuff there. And um, help support him, man. He is giving all kinds of life to these old and classic games that we have i mean it's just little nuances to where if you have a freaking what early 2000s john cena he has a different moveset than the current iteration of john cena and all the attires and all kind of other crazy stuff you get more details and pictures and videos on um twitter the one i just mentioned so check him out give him a follow Uh, Show him some support, especially if you love those games or those style of games. You know, he's just giving you the stuff that we wanted when we had the games originally, (laughs) you know. So, um, yeah, that's about it. That's all I got right now. Um, As of current, I mean, this was an old episode. I recorded way back in January. Here is uh, creeping up on the end of February. And... um. Yeah, that sale that you heard about, <laughs> that's that's long gone. So, uh feel free to ignore that. But there is another sale going on right now for the last couple of days of February. You can go to randomrob.com and you can save 10% off of everything on the site until March 1st. I might be doing something in March for my birthday month. Probably be the last 2 weeks of March maybe, so be keeping your eyes out on that. But currently it's a leap year sale. Go to randomrob.com and you can get 10% off of everything. All the things that is on randomrob.com forward slash merch. (laughs) Because you can't get uh, percentages off of uh, my episodes and all the other stuff on randomrob.com but you can get 10% 10% off everything on randomrob.com forward slash merch. I'm trying to repeat it and say it over and over again to imprint it in your mind to make you think about it. Kind of how the Alexas and your iPhones and Google Voice and all this other stuff is monitoring what you're saying and it is going to pop up in your freaking Facebook feed later on and your Amazon shopping cart and your Instagram ads. So, yeah, I'm just putting that out there into the world. <laughs> Shit. Last night I just recorded with a um a local artist like a artist artist like he draw shit, <laughs> um Sean Mackey, and we were talking about how the Alexas and all those uh, Siri and all those other things are listening to us, and we did a a test and I'm gonna do it here right now too, to see if you know these devices can hear me clearly. Uh, right now, I'm going to cover the speakers on my phone because I know my watch and my phone and all that shit going to go off. So we'll start with Alexa. So, Alexa, play the random ramblings with Rob. Uh, let me know if that work on your end. And you're going to hear this again in a future episode, but I just wanted to try it right now while I was thinking about it. All right, here we go. Let's see if my phone and shit go off. But Hey, Siri. Play the random ramblings with Rob. All right, yeah, I had my phone covered up pretty well; it didn't catch it. All right, so yeah, that's enough shenanigans. Anyway, um, if you go to my YouTube right now, uh, th- the Three R Show YouTube, not the other one that's running wild and rampant and everything with uh podcast episodes, but if you want to hear future episodes of the Random Rounds with Rob in and, and see them, you can go to the Three R Show YouTube, and I have one new episode that is up right now with future guest Lou. From the Everything Podcast, we did a video while um, we recorded our interview, so you can check that out now before the audio version comes out on the stream. And um, also tomorrow, which is today, as this drops on a Sunday, so Sunday, um, another episode will be out with two more future guests, Roman and Nick from the Garbled Podcast. I met them at the J1Con in November so we have video for that as well before the audio comes out on the stream so you can check that out today tomorrow and a couple other things that I got on the YouTube page so I appreciate that and while we're plugging things go ahead and follow me on Twitter at 3rshow and you can follow me on Instagram at the 3rshow and what else I already said to YouTube, we already got that Facebook, facebook.com forward slash three R show or search the random ramblings with Rob. I'm over there doing things and stuff, too. I, I think I have some kind of property in every platform that you um, let like you do your social media chatting on. So there it is. I mean, I got a discord, too, but I don't even know how that shit works. So, I mean, if you uh, enjoy the discord and whatnot, or if you want to set up a chat room and w- hit me up, let me know. So, yeah, that's it. Stay tuned for those new episodes. Go to YouTube and um, go to randomrob.com to where you can find out many different ways to help support the show. And you can buy merchandise, which, you know, that goes back to the 10% sale. You can get 10% off your order. Shout outs to Anomaly. He just bought some shirts, which I very much appreciate. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother man. Um, you can also be a Patreon for as little as a dollar. Just one dollar. a month get your boy um, out in these Walmart streets and doing more interviews and whatnot and $10 more for brand new creative content you know some people like my little uh rap video that I did for my cooking the other day is on Instagram I did some shrimp and stuff so if you want more of that you're gonna have to pay me (laughs) because that was awkward as fuck and I don't even rap um and you can use my Amazon links, there's Amazon wish list. And before I go, finally, you know, I ran my mouth quite enough. I'd like to give a shout out to the sponsors, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. You can get 15% off your order if you use promo code RANDOM at checkout. So go to HooksRubsAndSpices.etsy.com and I think you can go to HooksRubs.com and you can find that there. And you can get 15% off your order with promo code RANDOM pod decks he just came out with two new uh deck packs dick, dick pics <laughs> um the would you rather deck and the uh what the hell what the heck decks so it's just some more questions in these uh series of uh cards and whatnot just to get your podcast spicy you know get your brain moving and whatnot I, I keep forgetting to bring them up here i did it two times already but i didn't do it the past couple of times i would have a card from the deck so I can give you a sample but anyway you can follow them on Instagram and get some samples of what he got going on and some updates at um, poddex on Instagram and you can go to the website poddex.com to where you can get 10% off your order if you use promo code random now there's another sponsor that will not go unmentioned and you hear the central music in the background so you know it's going down Oh, I was talking about I don't rhyme, but I just rhymed right then, baby. Uh, hmm. let's, speak, let, let's try to spit something real quick. Got the B going uh. It's your boy be on the mic, and we're going to get sexy tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's your boy be on the mic, and we're going to get sexy tonight. Uh. Yeah. Boost your confidence. Uh, in the mood blue Chew won't do that but yes it, uh, i can't do it, Fuck it. <laughs> go to bluetooth.com and daggone you can get your first order free if you use promo code random you gotta pay five dollars shipping but you get the order you get the the thing that's coming in the mail for free you get your free sample and um if you like it keep on doing it you got different plans on there different shipping methods check it all out bluechew.com B-L-U-E I, that that freestyle bullshit took me out of my mood I'd I be ah. it was weird anyway I got some Stella Rosa to go drink shout outs to Sir John Lee and I'll see you next time